Are we late drafting fantasy football? Because we haven't drafted yet. We will in the next couple of weeks, though. And for you, if you have not yet, we do have our top three picks per position, our sleepers and players to absolutely avoid. Also diving deep into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer. This is an episode you do not want to miss. So fill up those wine glasses and tune in. Hello, hello. Hello. What I feel like something looks different about our little boxes right here. Is uh, it just me? I'm I'm skinny and narrow, I guess. Oh, that's why, right there. I was like, what's wrong with it? You see how it, <laughs> I had the wrong thing up on screen, but that's totally my fault. No, it was around the boxes with our names. But yes, Katie is skinny and narrow tonight. Not that she's never skinny. She always is. But she's skinny and uh, narrow photo-wise because we obviously were having some technical difficulties, but we are here. Don't worry. It's <sighs> a day day in the life of everything. If well, you honestly, did- honestly, like, let me get it off my chest at the beginning of the show <laughs> instead of the end. I honestly swear to God, feel like lately with the internet, we are living in the stone age. I, I don't understand I mm-hmm. how this is the year 2021. And I feel like we are constantly dealing with internet issues. Katie, I could not agree with you more. I am at work every single day. I think I pay for the highest speed internet access. And it's I'm constantly in meetings saying like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, did I freeze? Did I freeze? <laughs> Luckily, it's not only me. I'm not the only one making a fool out of myself at work. Clearly, with the podcast, we've had some technical difficulties over the past year or so doing this. But listen, I... agree. It's, it's, we are, we're, we're living off AOL dialogue. I feel, I feel like I'm playing N64 and I'm taking the game out of the box and blowing into it and putting it back in. And that's all you have to do. And half the time that doesn't even work for the game. (laughs) So that's, that's how I'm feeling tonight. That's how we're living in the stone age. We're living in the Stone Age. We've got a fire over here. We're, you know, making sure that we're warm with like fur skin coats and things like that. But Katie and I are here tonight. Um, and, you know, when you listen on demand on the podcast to deliver you episode 171 of the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. We are so excited to have you guys. And thanks for bearing with us. Last week we were at Giants Fest, so we did take yes. the week off. But obviously we delivered some great content to you guys in regards to tweets. We, you know, met up a ton of other, you know, Giants Twitter podcasters had a phenomenal time at the event. Loved, you know, seeing our fellow content creators there, posted a lot of pictures. So we hope you guys enjoyed that in lieu of a show last week. But we are back this week, you know, as the summer winds down, as we get closer and closer to football season, as we get closer and closer to new uh, franchises starting back up for Housewives. We're, we're here. We're here for you guys. We're giving you the best, the best of the best. So let's go ahead and get started. So we polled you this week. It's been a while since we polled you, getting, you know, gathering your insights, everything like that. So we asked you three questions. I'm pulling them up on my phone real quick. So the first one, we actually have two quarterback themed ones because we've got a lot of competition going on in the NFL right now. And it, yeah. 
I think a lot of it's coming down to week one. We're not going to know a lot of answers to week one, but that doesn't mean we can't get everyone's opinion up until week one. So who is going to win the quarterback competition for the Denver Broncos? So is it Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? So according to our followers on Instagram and Twitter, 62% of you went with Drew Locke and 38% of you went with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm a little surprised. Me too. Um, because I do, well, I do feel like, although I don't feel like Denver should have been so quick to, if they're going to go with Teddy Bridgewater, I would have been like, damn, they should have given like Drew Locke more of a chance. Like yeah. it's on his fault. He got injured. Um, and I really was high on him as a quarterback coming into mm -hmm. the NFL. Kind of wanted to see what he had. But when they signed Teddy Bridgewater, I just had kind of assumed that he was coming in to be the starter. starter so yeah. to see that everybody kind of voted more so in favor of Drew Locke, mm -hmm. I voted for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Caitlin, I know you're a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan. <laughs> I um, did, yeah. So I, to be yeah. honest with you, I kind of would have liked to see Drew Locke get this starting job mm -hmm. because I was always intrigued to see him as an NFL starter. But realistically, I still feel like this is going to Teddy Bridgewater. Realistically, absolutely. You know, in a world where things, crazier things have happened in the NFL, all I have to say is that if Drew Locke gets the starting position and something happens to where he gets hurt or doesn't play well and they throw Teddy in and he has a remarkable season like he did with the Saints, mm -hmm. people need to stop sleeping on him and stop. Like he is an NFL starter and that's all I have to say about that. That's why I almost feel like maybe go with Drew Locke to see what you have. Like, you, we kind of know what we have with Teddy Bridgewater. Why don't you see what you have with Drew Locke? Because worst case scenario. But I scenario, like what I see with Teddy Bridgewater. So why not? Yeah, no, and him? I'm not saying that there's – but it's almost like Drew Locke is the wild card. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you roll the dice and he he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. But if he's not, then you throw Teddy Bridgewater in. Either way, this has become like more of a conversation because everything I'm hearing like on ESPN and everything is that the race is much tighter than I guess people right. thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, which actually makes me think I've only watched the first episode of hard knocks with the Cowboys. Um, and I've, thought episode one was a little boring to be honest and I know Denver was one of the teams that was a potential for hard knocks I would have loved to have seen this quarterback this. competition yeah. going down especially with the fact that they're talking about how close it is absolutely Alrighty, another QB competition down south in New Orleans. We have yeah. who's going to win the uh, quarterback competition for the Saints. So is it Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? So listen, you know, Instagram and Twitter here really took over and it was really no, no real shot. So uh, only 23% went with uh, Taysom Hill and 77% went with Jameis Winston. I went with Jameis, but I feel as though this is another question based off of like what I'm hearing and seeing on TV and on the internet and everything like that is that apparently Sean Payton like wants Taysom Hill to win this job. Yeah, I got to disagree um, with that. From a, which is like, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting because it felt like, okay, this is Jameis, but again, felt like this was Jameis's job, still realistically feels like it is. But the rumblings I'm hearing is that Sean Payton wants Taysom Hill to win the job and that they're kind of in a close competition as well. So if your head coach is pulling for you, that kind of throws 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's like you know you have been dealt great cards with Jameis Winston on your team, but why in the hell would you ever give up someone like Taysom Hill being that threat and coming in and quarterback and coming in and doing things that backup quarterbacks don't do? Like no mm-hmm. one else in the NFL has cracked that code like the Saints have. They yeah. throw in Taysom Hill randomly and it works. Every single time, no defense has been able to stop that. So why would you give that up to make him your starter? That's stupid in my opinion. Well, analysts, analysts have been arguing, like, give the job to the guy who's actually like a legitimate, like quarterback, somebody who plays the position in a traditional sense rather than kind of what. Taysom does like absolutely yeah so and if I you think have it's, that non-traditional that's amazing and like I just said like no team has been able to replicate it and no team right. has been able to defend it so right. keep that like that's incredible you already paid him so you don't have to worry about paying Taysom Hill in the future right Work with Jameis Winston because he can't be your Taysom Hill right so you need to think about that and without Drew Brees and without with Michael Thomas being questionable. And I don't know how good Alvin Kamara is going to be without a Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. You really can't give up that one kind of really unique factor that the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints like own, like literally yeah. own. So. Yeah. Agreed. And then, finally, and this was a, a, a big, I don't know how to say it, but there was no real challenge here. So mm-hmm. uh, did you watch the Real Housewives of Dallas? So 100% go with no. And I do have to say, I actually messed up this question because um, I've watched it in the past and I actually did watch a couple episodes this season. I thought it was just like overarching. Like, do you really watch it? So yes, mm-hmm. but I'm being honest, do I over really watch it? No, I don't. But right. this past season, I actually did watch. So, and we'll get into it a little bit later, the drama with Dallas. Um, and I've actually, I think like two, three years ago, I watched it a little bit, but yeah. religiously like our other franchises, no. Yeah, no, I'm, I will be very honest. I've never watched a single episode of The Real Housewives of Dallas. It's we not had, bad. We had yeah. an over, the fact that we had an overwhelming amount of Just votes on this no. question and had it be, have it be 100% no, mm-hmm. uh, really speaks volumes. And it factors into kind of what we're going to talk about later in the yeah. show. But I found it extremely interesting that we did surprised. not have a yeah. single vote of somebody like owning like, yes. Yeah. I watch it. So I that mean, was crazy. I honestly thought it was one of the more popular of the franchises, but I do right. have to call out um, my friend. We call her Fats. My friend's name is Allison. She yeah. actually was a big Dallas supporter like a couple of years back. And we were talking about the news breaking. And she was yeah. like, no, it's been trash lately. So it's probably how we feel about New York. Like, yeah. no, no one's watching. So maybe, you know, the, the answers are more so no nowadays because right. of that. You know, and that's coming from someone who was, you know, pretty much watching it on a religious basis. So. Right, right, right. Very interesting. Definitely. Alrighty, All righty. Well, those right. are our poll questions. Um, but as always, if you guys have questions for us throughout the show, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So yes. send them our way. More than happy to answer questions, challenge your, your opinions, anything like that. So absolutely. Well, bear with me, everybody. I'm rocking two phones, holding one for <laughs> FaceTime and one with my outline. So if you see me looking down all crazy, that's that's what's Just going on over here. You. But <laughs> but let's get into the big stories of the week in the world of football. Football. We have NFL quick hot topics to start, and there's you know a lot of juicy things going on around the league. 
But it starts with uh, on Tuesday, it was reported that safety Jamal Adams agreed to a four year, $70 million contract with $38 million guaranteed with the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. This is officially making him the highest paid safety in the NFL. Well deserving, I love honestly. It. I, I love yeah. it. You love it with the unique positions, you know, especially on you know, on defense within a safety position. I just I love, you know, seeing them getting the recognition they deserved yeah. um, and him just in general, much, much deserved. Yeah. You know, the Seahawks defense is not what it used to be when it was yeah. just like overwhelmingly like the best defense in the league right. for like a couple seasons there. Uh they're not as strong as they used to be. Jamal Adams is definitely the strongest, brightest spot right. on that on that Seahawks defense. It's kind of funny, like where how his career has ended up. You know, he was with the New York Jets and kind of begged his way out of a bad Please team to land out. on a, on a good team. I remember when he was leaving, he was like, "I need to be on a playoff team." Well, he got his wish, and uh, you know, he might have had to go about it in an ugly manner, but he got his wish. He he plays for a playoff and Super Bowl contending team, mm-hmm. and now he's the highest paid safety in the league. So yeah, listen, sometimes it's not even winning; it's just you know. Just better team dynamic. I mean, look at Leonard right. Williams leaving the Jets and coming to the Giants. Are we in right. any shape a winning team right now? No, but he just fits the dynamic better. Yeah. It's clearly the culture's better. We want to win. Right. I think it's easy for every team to say they want to win, but to actually show the efforts and show the, you know, off-season moves and things like that. You can just right. tell that Leonard Williams has a bigger skip in his step when he's on the New York Giants. Yeah. Obviously, Jamal Adams really sparked spark up going out to Seattle, and they're still a very mm-hmm. high caliber team. So it just it truly does make the difference sometimes which yeah. locker room you are in. Absolutely. Um, well, on Tuesday, this is this is a good one. Uh, Jacksonville, they announced that they are releasing or they did it. release tight end Tim Tebow. I'm sorry. Don't don't say you love it, people. You get attacked by his. I don't. Hey, I don't care. I'm not. I'm not on the Twitter, so I can say that I love it. Um, (laughs) No, I'll still say I love it. I'm happy this happened. I was a little worried that Tebow was going to like take a spot on an NFL roster for somebody who actually deserved to be there. Yeah. Uh, But no, they released him. So obviously, the former quarterback he attempted to make a football comeback after you know playing baseball for the last five years. He played 15 offensive snaps in the team's first preseason game and saw just one target with zero catches. Uh, Urban Meyer, his former college coach, was just very open and honest about it. They asked, you know, do you think this is the end of the road for Tebow and potentially making a football comeback? And he was like, yeah, like he's 34 years old. Like, I think this is probably it. Like, Stop trying to make fetch happen. Like, honestly, like that's my like advice to Tim. Stop trying to make Tebow happen, people. Just stop. And what bothers me too is that like, and like this maybe goes for like Jason Witten too. And like he sucked Mm -hmm. commentating, but you were given an outlet. So you chose to leave things and you were given an outlet. Like Tim Tebow did college football. He did other things. He He sucked at baseball, but he was still doing it you were given things to do. It's not mm-hmm. like you exited football and you were nothing. You had, and you had no way nothing. of like making money or like, yeah. So just it's not, and I understand like playing the game and loving it, but listen, right. we all have to exit it at some point in our life. You get older, you get, what about, yeah. What about the guys like Peyton Manning who said, I'm going to retire when I suck. Like there are guys out there who are like, if I'm not good anymore, like I'm hanging it up. I might love the game, but I'm not going to go out there and like, you need Suck to it up. love the game in, in other fashions. Yeah. So these yeah. guys, a lot of them are given analyst jobs. So learn right. how to love it. So look at Tony Romo. He 
fucking loves being an yeah. analyst. Loves it. Michael like, Michael Strahan's yeah. making more money now than he did in the NFL. Literally loves it. A lot of these guys move on. Like, look at Philip Rivers. He's going to be a high school coach, and yeah. he's going to love that. He's going to eat that up. And I know that from experience. I mm -hmm. had to leave lacrosse obviously because it was my time. I wasn't going to try to attempt anything crazy as a thirty year old or almost thirty year old woman. But yeah. I coached. That's like the second it's your second layer in it. You love right. the game. That's great. Find other outlets to love the game. Fine. Absolutely. Just do that. Like it's <sighs> not, you got to stop making fetch, try to make fetch happen, Tim Tebow. Cause it's not, I gotta it's not going to happen. It's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. All right. Well, more news around the league on Saturday, Pittsburgh announced a trade with Jacksonville for linebacker, Joe Scobert. Um, Pittsburgh will send a 2022 six round pick to Jacksonville for him. Scobert played just one season with Jacksonville after signing a five year, $53.8 million deal with them before the 2020 mm -hmm. season. So kind of surprising. there. still another like high caliber player, a uh, defensive player in the league. I feel like this was a good signing for Pittsburgh. I feel like Pittsburgh's quietly like been making yeah. late off season moves and, uh, Hey, if it pans out for them. And they got got him on a cheap deal. Then, then I like that pickup for them for sure. And, I they, and say, I they're do. giving up. They're giving up a six rounder. Like, okay, yeah. I do like the the trades late in the the off season where yeah. it does just involve one person. It's not a mm -hmm. swap or it's not a swap and or in picks. It's just here's my picks. Here's a player. So I yep. do as the you know as we get closer to the season, I'm more attracted to those types of trades. And Hell you're yeah. right, Pittsburgh has been kind of making them. And to add to that defense, like right. I mean, do you have to? Probably they don't not. have to, and yet they're doing it, and they're getting these like bargain deals. So it's yeah. like, all right, why good not? for them. Why not? Yeah. And then uh, lastly, this past week, it's funny, we were we I feel like we were just talking about him recently on the show. But this past week, the San Francisco 49ers signed former first round pick Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Uh, Clinton Dix was drafted by Green Bay in 2014. He played four and a half years there before he was traded to Washington. Then he played for Chicago in 2019. It was signed by Dallas last offseason before he was surprisingly cut he did not play in 2020, but again, like I, I like this late off season push mm -hmm. uh, by the 49ers and this pickup. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like if it doesn't, no, it's still no like breaks my heart though. Because I just, I don't. He is one of those players that we always talk about, and I'm just like, how? Yeah, I don't. I'm, we'll never understand what has really gone down in that career. No, and I, but I don't think there. There is anything I don't know. Like I, I yeah, we, we don't we don't know. I don't know if it's secretly something behind is it closed something doors. That, like no one knows. Like I mean, honestly, like our followers, like I feel like a lot of our Twitter followers know like some juicy shit behind the scenes. Like if you know something about like haha -ha Clinton Dix, like please let us know. Yeah, like, tweet it out. Like what is the behind the scenes story of haha -ha no Clinton Dix? What is really going on there? But again, like. If this pans out for San Francisco, that's a huge win. And yeah. if it doesn't, it's absolutely no sweat off their backs. No. You know? Yeah. But still, so. I definitely do want him to find a – I mean, I, I guess I just really thought Green Bay was his forever home. And um, it, it, it was there for a while. Like, you know, it's rare mm -hmm. that players, players spend a decent amount of time in a certain place. He spent almost five seasons with them. Yeah. Um, I think what happened – it's not surprising that – he eventually landed on a new team. What was surprising is when he left Green Bay, he kept bouncing around bouncing. from team to team to team. It just it didn't make sense. To, yeah. Yeah. It really, it really and truly did not make sense. So we'll we'll see what happens, yeah. but I we're rooting for him. 
Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I'm wearing my Alabama gear tonight. Of course I'm yeah. rooting for ha ha on this one. <laughs> All righty. So we are moving into our week by week, team by team, uh, worst best case scenario, yeah. or excuse me, best worst case scenario for record predictions. Our final this is, division. This is it. This is, this our is final. it. This is I got, it. I got nervous that we missed uh, last week and I was like, oh no, we're going to have to like, because the season's coming around the corner. No, we're, like, we're good. We're to... good. So we are good. And you know, we, I think we saved the best for last because this yeah. one was very. I love diving into this division. Yes, it was definitely interesting for, for sure. And I honestly, as confident I am as in my picks, mm -hmm. I still think something completely opposite could happen. Like, and that's yeah. why, like, I, I, I do love this division. So we're talking about the NFC West. Yeah. So we have the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. So you know what's great about this very division? Good division? Like very good. The best part, division. The best part about this division is I don't think there is um, and you can say that all seven other divisions have this. There's no weak link in this division. Mm -hmm. And you can also sit down and truly make arguments for why each team could win it. Right. So I, it's as close as a close gets. Definitely could be sending three out of the four teams to the playoffs. This is a yeah. great division. I'm, in, I'm very intrigued to see how you broke this one down yeah. because it, it's a very tight race, I think. Yeah. I mean, listen, all of my best case scenarios are really – Good high, scenarios, high yeah. <laughs> good scenarios, and even some of the worst case scenarios are, are pretty good. Like would we, take we would take that. <laughs> like sign me up for that worst yeah, case scenario. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go down to Arizona and let's start with the Cardinals first. Um, this is it. a team for me. I mean, I'm definitely always. I think I'm always very skeptical of the Cardinals. Um, yeah, and and I think I you know I could definitely back it up, but so I so it might. I don't know. Maybe my might shock a little some people. Maybe not. But best worst case scenario. What do you got? Uh, best case scenario. I've got ten and seven. And worst case scenario. I've got seven and ten. We are. We are not shocking the world because I got the same exact thing. Okay. There you go. There you go. So my note on them. Obviously, I just said it before. The division race is going to be really close. Really? So their final three game stretch is very important and could determine a lot. Mm -hmm. It's it's a difficult end to their season. Uh, they have Indy and then at Dallas and then their final game is uh, home against Seattle. And that's really hard. It's very game. hard. Yeah. And in a division that's going to be so close to the bitter end. Uh, you know it counts. That game counts. It, it really, really counts. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those last three games count. So yeah. I yeah. and honestly, probably for us, we need Dallas to lose that game. So I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. take that for sure. We will so be rooting for Arizona. Yeah, we'll be rooting for Arizona. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, as Katie said, I did go 10, seven best case scenario, worst case scenario, seven, 10. Yep. They're just a team. I think within, so it's so interesting. I think all four of these teams are very dynamic in when they're playing other teams, mm -hmm. when it comes within the division though, that's when things get really scary. And I think yeah. the Cardinals and the Niners really need to, and let's, you know, I'm really thinking of the Niners last season. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, coming off the Super Bowl run, I, yeah. You know, I it's hard. The two of them, I feel like, really need to like step it up to face the Rams and the Seahawks. Like they have to like, yeah. It's a very very challenging division, and to have you know four game or you know these two games for each team there is is really hard for them. So everybody's everybody's overall records are going to be very close. So what it's going to come down to is who had the best record within the division. Like right. that's mm -hmm. going to be those division games are going to be so crucial. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So. All right, let's move to the Rams, which mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. is a very big fan favorite this season. And for yeah, me, a lot of people like them. Well, I may have been generous for sure. Um, maybe in my best, not my mm-hmm, worst mm-hmm. here, but I, there's still a team too, to me that I'm just not fully set on yet. Um, but do yeah. I do? I, yeah. So we'll get into it there, but best worst case scenario. What do you got? Best case scenario. I'm matching, uh, with Arizona 10 and seven worst case scenario. I'm going one game up from what I gave Arizona. I'm going eight and eight. Um, and then eight for and the nine. reason you went eight and nine. Oh no. Oh, eight, and nine, eight, nine. Yes. Yeah, 17 games, not eight and eight. Thank you very much. I knew I would mess I it up you, somewhere along the way. It's right. Been the, I've been reading these. I write them down. I triple check them a million times because I have caught myself on, on my, on my outline. I wrote eight and eight. So shame but on me. So what I meant was 10 and seven and eight and nine. Oh, uh, I thought your first one was, I thought you did say the it, right thing. No, I did. I did. I'm just oh, saying okay, like, okay. yeah. Right. Um, so for the same exact reason that I just talked about with Arizona in their final three game stretch, the Rams have a difficult final five game stretch. And that is just, which is it, I'd yes. have a hard first five games. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, so this end is, is pretty brutal. In my opinion, you've got at Arizona, Seattle, at Minnesota, at Baltimore, and then San Fran. Yeah. Like you've got, you've got three divisions, division games there. And then you're going to be on the road against Minnesota and on the road against Baltimore. Like, I think that's pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see how they fare uh, down the stretch. So I did one up them from the Cardinals. So I'm going to go best case scenario and give them an 11 and six record. Um, But I am agreeing with you with the worst case scenario. So I'm giving them an eight and nine. Yeah. Uh, worst case scenario because again well there is a lot of hype out there sure if you want to really really hype them up you'll give them that best case scenario of 11 wins um I, I I still don't like Matthew Stafford to be honest I know you're a Stafford person yeah I say fan but I think you like him more than I'm, I I'm, do I'm big on yeah yeah definitely I think that Cam Akers loss was a huge huge right. loss for this team because right. I even with the Cam Akers loss, I feel like there's people that are like really high on this team, like quietly. Like, I think this is a lot of people's dark horse team this year. And the that's Chargers even without my dark horse that's team. without Cam Akers. So I think if yeah. Cam Akers was still there, like you'd get even more people on this Rams ban- uh, bandwagon. But as much as I like Stafford, it's a new quarterback in town. And you never know how mm-hmm. somebody's going to play in a new offense yeah. with new teammates. So we're going to see how it breaks out. It breaks down for them, but and listen, we got, we have a lot of that this season. So it's going to be a very, very interesting 2021 season for sure. Yeah, across yeah. the board. So let's move to what I think is the dominant team in this division, the Seattle Seahawks best worst case scenario, best case scenario. I have the Seahawks at 13 and four and worst case scenario. I have them at 10 and seven, which is hilarious because like Caitlin said, like, Oh, worst case scenario, 10 and seven. I would love that. For Hand the that to me. Thank you. Give that to us. Um, but you know, what's really funny about you saying like the dominant team. And of course, like I'm, I'm agreeing with you because this is the best case scenario that I have in this division uh, with Seattle being 13 and four. 
there was an argument made, I forget who it was, saying that if they think any team is going to go from first to worst in their division, they said it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Like there are people out there that truly believe this team is going to implode this season. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand the arguments, but I'm not one of those people. I'm still, yeah. I'm still high on this team. Uh, my note that I made was they do, this is the last division we're doing. I've looked at all, every single team's schedule. This is one of the harder schedules I've seen. Uh, they have a really, here we go. You say you'd rather have the difficult games in the beginning. They have a really difficult first six games. Their first two games are rough at Indy and then Tennessee. And then you have now that's doable for the Seahawks. I it is, but it's tough. And now you've got it paired with these other four games yeah. at Minnesota, at San Fran, the Rams, and at the Steelers. Like, yeah. we're going to see what this team is made of, like, right, right off the away. bat. Yep. Right off the bat. Yep. But what do you have for them? So I'm agreeing with you with best case scenario at 13 okay. and 4. And my worst case scenario is 9 and 8. And while okay, we're right no there. It really isn't so, but where my worst case scenario comes into play is what that argument that you just brought up, that this team might implode this season. While right. I'm not one of those people, right. and while you know our fans need to understand that we do analyze every game, clearly we're coming or analyze each week, but clearly when it comes down to the Giants, those are the games that we see like minute by minute, second by second analyze. Right, right. The Giants versus the Seahawks last year really unlocked all of the difficulties that the Seahawks have. It's very eye-opening for people to see that, that and game. All of the areas that they need to fix. And they actually have a lot of areas that they need to fix. It was the defense, late. the defense is not the defense anymore. It was late in the season, you know, it was it and it was very, very eye-opening. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So if you're going to have a team like, and I'll, I'll take nothing away from the Giants defense. I think we're great as a defense. Yeah. Um, I'll take nothing away from that, but all over the field, it was, it was giants domination. Like I literally remember, like I was jumping up in front of my TV. Like I think I peed my pants when we won, to be honest, like gotta yeah. be honest, like literally peed my pants, but it really did like unlock a lot of stuff that's wrong in Seattle. Yeah. So do I think they're going to implode this season? No, I clearly gave them a great best case scenario. Right. Right. But eight and nine for the Seahawks. Some people it could might happen. They might kind of roll their eyes or be a little eye open to that. But guess what? It's pretty realistic if you kind of, if you really saw, you know, some of the stuff that they had to work on last and year. And this is also like going off of the fact that I just said too, like I looked at this schedule. Like it is a hard schedule. Yeah. So even if this is a good team, you know, they're facing a challenging schedule. It's not going to surprise me, especially when we when I just said too that like you can make an argument for any of these teams winning the division. Well, some you could make an argument for why any of them could finish in fourth place in this right. division. Absolutely. So that includes the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. All righty, let's <sighs> go last back, team back to California with the San Francisco 49ers. Thank goodness you have headphones on so your husband doesn't hear me because <laughs> I don't know if I was particularly uh -oh. nice to them. Okay. But what do you have best worst case scenario? So I do have them with the second best best case scenario in this division, but this is going because I thought they had by far the easiest schedule out of the four mm -hmm. teams. Best case scenario I have San Fran at 11 and 6. And worst case scenario, I have them at nine and eight. Um, they have I, the only thing that I didn't like about their schedule because I thought it was an extremely favorable schedule is that they have a like 
we have 17 regular season games now. They have a week six bye, which is so ridiculously early. And this is a team that really battled uh, injury. I mean, they they were the most injury prone team last year. They were they got hit by the injury bug the worst out of any of the teams last year. And to have that bye week come so early, I think that's that's the huge huge disadvantage in their schedule for the Niners. But other than that, I really do have them on par with the Rams and with Arizona. So the fact that they have an easier schedule got me to the best case of 11, mm. 11 wins. Yeah. So I was definitely cautious with the Niners, um, you know, and I'll get They're hard. To, they're hard to predict. Like they, are. they really are. So best case scenario, I went with a nine and eight record and worst okay. case scenario. I just put them where they were last season. They ended up six and 10. So I gave okay. them a six and 11 record. I could even probably do seven and 10, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, it, it, it is that extra game. And it's yeah. coming from a team that, like you had just said, was so, so injury prone last season. Right. You add on another game to that. It really, and like, I, I think a lot of people are like one game doesn't, what it doesn't really matter. It truly, truly does. It really yeah. does. It affects so much. Clearly affects the bye week. Their bye week's coming out week six. It's mm-hmm. just, if by in six games in, if you were kind of having a maybe 50-50 chance or maybe you're a little bit under 500 and you were healthy, you could move on. If you're yeah. at six weeks and that's your bye week and your entire team is injured, it's really not giving you much. You really yeah. need like, – it just – Well, you so, want to be you want to be he- your healthiest at, at the end of the season, especially if you're going to be a playoff team to, yeah. like, make that playoff push – um, you, you want to rest your guys at the end. You don't, you, they don't need rest at week six. They need no. rest way later than that. Um, it, that, that definitely hurts. I, I would not be happy if the giants landed, landed a week six by. No. So I just, I think last season really does. And while it does have to do with injury, it also does show this season. How can a team like that bounce back from all yeah. that injury? So I don't know with the Niners yet. So we have to see it. So that's yeah. why I'm being pretty cautious here with those. They're numbers. the question. They're the question mark of the division because, uh, you know, two seasons ago, this is a team in the Super Bowl, and yeah. they could have potentially made a run again last year, mm. but they were horribly injured. Don't really know what's going to go on with Jimmy Garoppolo. Are we going to see Trey Lance at all this season? We don't know how it's going to shake out. I think they are the wild card. I think they are the question mark of the division. I agree. All right. Those were all eight divisions. Um, You know, we, we like to play a game as, and we'll probably do it in the next one to three weeks. Uh, Well, before the season starts, we like to break down, uh, who we're picking as our division winners, who we see, you know, making runs in the playoffs, everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so we have we have done our best and worst case scenario records for all eight divisions and all 32 teams, but we'll break it down even further in the next uh, show or two. And it's going to be interesting to, uh, I mean, I know we have our dark horse with the Chargers. It's just how far does one take that dark horse? So I don't know. we will find out, people. We will find out. For sure. But let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. And this first story um, goes off of our poll question that we asked you. We wanted to know who out there is watching the Real Housewives of Dallas because you ain't going to be watching them anymore. <laughs> um, let's see. On Tuesday, Bravo confirmed that the Real Housewives of Dallas would not be renewed for another season. They will not be back next year. And as far as the future goes, as a franchise, nothing beyond that has been decided. 
Bravo said it is not an official cancellation and that maybe in the future the series could return a la, you know, Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah. But who knows? Like, does it return to Bravo? Does it go to Peacock? Like, oh God, who the hell knows these days, right? Send that shit to Peacock. <laughs> Seriously, just send it to Peacock. Send Tim Tebow to Peacock. <laughs> he can go to Peacock, honestly. Go to, you and all we'll your- never have to watch you. You and all your simp followers that were so mean to me on Twitter, go to Peacock. Send Tebow to Peacock. I love it. Um, The franchise wrapped its fifth season earlier this year following numerous racially insensitive incidences involving some of the show's cast members. Bravo even had to come out uh, once or twice and, like, openly make statements apologizing. and yeah whatnot and so forth again i've never watched an episode of the real houses of dallas so i'm not about to like speak on things that i have no idea how it all shook out and how it went down but all we know is they're 100 not coming back in 2022 and it could be the last we ever see of this franchise or it could come back in, in a second life on peacock or maybe even on bravo but for right now no more real housewives of dallas which apparently is no big deal to any fans of the real football fans of New Jersey (laughs) because y'all voted that you do not watch it. Not to our fans, but the Bravo community in general is. Yeah. How do they feel on Twitter? What's the Twitter world saying? It's pretty, a lot of it's like good. It's a lot of them are saying like good riddance because of what happened this past season. Um, I do got to tell you. So I watched probably like a couple episodes in, I started watching it. And then I kind of took a break and then I was watching Mm -hmm. near the end. And then it was like the last episode into the reunion. And that's when a lot of like the racial. Oh, it got ugly at the reunion. Yeah. Really, really ugly. Um, And like when I say ugly, like really, really ugly. Like I don't think Bravo or Housewives have ever seen like anything like this. Like really, really ugly. Okay. Um, Like, like a lot of past stuff was brought up and then a lot of like current, like, we it was very very weird. You gotta yeah. you gotta look into it. Okay, um, it was okay. a lot of their newer members too. Well, the newest member, yes, which yes, is very, who I know was, is I know I she's her. and I know she's Asian, and yeah. I know that some of the issues like had to stem with stuff going on with that. Right. Yeah. So it's it's it wasn't great. It wasn't pretty. It was not. It was very not. You you can't do yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Obviously, and um really like I was taken aback by everything that I'd seen on it. So mm-hmm. and obviously like you said, like Bravo had to come out and make a statement. And if they right. didn't, I would have been like, what, what the heck, what, what are you doing? Cause like, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like where I'm, so yeah. So Bravo universe is, is very much, I guess like shocked that they pulled it, but also people are like, well, yeah, you know, like you can't do that stuff. But where I'm right. kind of thinking like what's going on is like, you pull the people that made it bad. You mm-hmm. know, clearly people came into this franchise and made it a good franchise. Right. But I like the, um, so to say, like the intensity of Bravo being like, you're done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost not like they can't physically do this because it's too much history. Like, right. I almost want them to do that to New York. Like that is how bad it there is. are still the rumors swirling that that could happen to New York. If it's anything that I feel as though we have learned maybe over the last two years of doing this show and being fans of the housewives and watching Bravo is that OG franchises and OG housewives are no longer safe. Yeah. Nobody is safe. We would have thought that New York was the safest franchise for life. 
and they're having massive issues and they're talking right. about taking a hiatus and we never thought it would come to this, but no one's safe. No franchise, no housewife. No. So listen, I guess that's mine and mine and Katie's message to the Real Housewives of New York. You are not safe. Um, yeah, definitely and not. Obviously, this season is trash, and yep. I didn't even watch last night to be honest because I did no, not either. Thursday. I didn't watch Tuesday night. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I just I did watch one part of it, which was horrific. So okay. I don't even know what's going on. Oh my god! Anymore, oh. but it's just bad. Like real, very, real very bad. bad. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a franchise that's real, real good. And what? Yeah, we're excited about this one. Excited about. Um. So we did get a season two trailer of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Intense. So intense. So intense. We're ready. I'm ready. ready. Let's talk about it. So obviously, earlier this past week, um, they did drop season two trailer uh, trailer of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So listen, we got a lot going on here. So we have mm-hmm, Jen mm-hmm. Shaw versus Meredith. And that seems like it's going to be like the conflict of the season. Yes. Um, you saw like a little bit of it last season. You know, a lot of like her disengaging things. She just didn't want to do it. Like mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not dealing with this drama. We were disengaging with Jen as well. At the reunion, the way it was left off was like Jen was trying to apologize. And even telling yeah. Meredith, like, I want to salvage our friendship. I want to be friends. And Meredith was like still disengaging. No. So. She's she blessed. Like, she blessed. Good she blessed. for her. Love her. Love her so much. So, um, so yeah. So it's not even just Jen and Meredith going at it too. Right. Brooks is in the picture too. So I love. Listen, I can't wait for Brooks's storyline. Like he's great. I follow him on Instagram. I, know. He, I love him so much. So which gives Meredith even more fuel to the fire in this in this argument with yeah. Jen. It's like don't go after my kid. Like are you no. kidding? And once you do that, we're not coming back from that. Like no. You know what I mean? Like, then you're coming for blood. Yeah. So there's a really, like, big scene, like, drew, uh, rumors around, like, Whitney saying that Meredith might have something to do with Jen Shaw being indicted on all of these, you know, thing, uh, everything that we've been seeing lately. Phone. You dropped the phone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're back? <laughs> I was like, did you drop it? <laughs> fumble. Yeah, fumble on the play. Yeah. Fumble on the play. She fumbled. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so honestly, but yeah, with the thing with like, so that was like a big, big scene of like they're at dinner and Jen does what she does best and Mm -hmm. freaks the F out. Yeah. And she gets into Meredith's face and what we see is very terrifying. She's very, very close to her saying like, are you the reason like I got arrested? If you know something, if you've done something. I got to give Meredith credit because she's just there stone cold face while someone's spitting basically in her her hands are basically here and she's just like no like what what would i do to that and then she has probably the best line of the century she goes bye baby and just shuts the door she goes i'm disengaging <laughs> no she said something she crazy says, bye though. baby she says bye baby and she goes i'm disengaging oh but i feel like she said something crazy though like and it was funny do you think Meredith? Do you think Meredith is maybe like a secret stoner? She's so like 
mellow. Mel- like she feels yeah. like she's like melting into the couch. Like I feel I- like her husband. I feel like her husband <laughs> is so too. mellow. Yeah, she's so mellow. She's so mellow. Probably are. Yeah. She's like, don't even bother with me th- with yeah. this. Like I'm living my best life. Well, I'm I loved disengaging. it. I already thought like I'm so excited to see that. Like it's like your husband's in a pool, like in the pool, like yep. great iconic. Like she's like, I was like, bye, baby. I'm disengaging. It's like yeah, out. Like. Yes. Yes. Like I need She's to amazing. see that. She's that amazing. episode's going to be crazy. Um, but yeah. So the thing with like Brooks though being entered. So apparently, you know, Jen's attacking him on Twitter. Like, yeah. The, the children thing. You know, it's it's always a sensitive subject. But like, don't go after on social media. Like, don't. That's just dumb. Like, that's yeah. Jen. You're a child. Like, stop. Like, don't. Like, it's just it's stupid at this point. Like, right. Everyone sees everything on social media. So why you you put it out there? Because she probably wanted to be caught she wanted Mm -hmm. to you know people to see it's just stupid yeah um so yeah so like it it gets a little tricky too because obviously we're seeing all of the legal shit with jen right and we're looking at this cast of women and we're like you know who's gonna be with her like who is literally gonna be by her side and lisa in the past who has tried to like mitigate everything and like make sure everything's okay like the clip is of her saying, you know, she's not going to be like, right. she will not be by her side. Like um, she, she doesn't want to talk to her. Not answering no, her like phone call. Is not answering, yeah. She literally looks at her husband and she's like, I'm not answering this phone yeah. call right now. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. But we do see Heather. Um, and that bothers me. So the one thing I loved about the preview, <sighs> Heather is in the center. So she has the center snowflake. I love that. Love that for Heather. Great. Yeah. She yes. Is yes. Um, that does bother me though, because I feel like Jen Heather was there for her all last season, right? And Jen attacked her randomly on so many counter, like so many Heather. Parts. Heather is like a perfect example of somebody being loyal to a fault. Like you're yeah. my best friend, but if you royally f up or like you do something that's really messed up or wrong, like I can't go around defending you to everybody, like if what you did was straight up wrong, like, you know what I mean? Like, so Heather is loyal to a fault. Like she yeah. understands like the hot water Jen, like she, she gives Jen a pass to like act crazy and like say mean shit and scream at the women and get violent with the women. And it's like, shit to like Heather. And I'm like, why are you? Don't yeah. Her. I, I don't understand it. I, Heather is, I don't like that friendship. I honestly don't. I hate Jen. I wrote that on, I think I wrote that on my notes for the show that she's like, or I, I texted it to you when you, you sent me the trailer and I was like, here are my thoughts. And I was yeah. like, Jen is easily becoming like maybe my most hated housewife. Like I cannot stand her. And you hate her more than Ziggy or Siggy, whatever. Yeah. But I'm talking more so about like, who's currently like still on their <laughs> franchise. No, you had to go like all time. Like you're hating all time. All time. It's that's hard because the reason I hate Jen Shaw is completely different for my reason for hating Siggy Flicker. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, but you I'd like to, hate Siggy Flicker. Like hate I, would, I would really have to examine that and really sit down That'd and think good, about. We'll this. do that one day, and yeah, it won't be. Yeah. I think I think you hate more people than I do. Yeah. Housewives, wives. So yeah, we'll have to do that one day. Okay. We'll have to okay. Peel back the layers of yeah. who you hate. Okay. All right. Sounds fun. <laughs> So there is a new housewife. Um, her name is Jenny. Um, yeah. And we see a little bit, you know, with her and her husband and things she's, like that. She, I think she's Asian. She is. Um, yeah. And 
I think she's a, is she a friend or is she a full timer? I didn't understand that from the episode, but I've seen her like holding a snowflake. So I, I think she's going to be a full time cast member. Like no, I, 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 they in the trailer there was like a scene where it was just like her and her husband like having a conversation. I, I don't know. Maybe I feel like if she was just a friend, like she wouldn't get a scene like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my thoughts to this, and I did say this to Katie when it first came out. Yeah. I, they don't need someone new. They did not. Maybe they were nervous, like when when mm-hmm. Jen was having her legal issues, like shit. We need to That's backfill true. her. Maybe also, she was a also, I also thought about the fact that like maybe Bravo was unhappy with the fact that like Mary didn't hang out with the girls a lot, and like That's Mary fair. barely had any scenes. So maybe they were like, we like the storylines yeah. that Mary brings, but she doesn't bring enough, and she doesn't hang out with the women enough yeah. to like. And it almost is like Mary should be a friend of the show. She shouldn't be a yeah. full timer. I just didn't, I even, a friend, a full-timer, whatever, I don't think yeah. they needed anyone new. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. So, whatever to that. Speaking of Mary, so there are rumors going around that I shouldn't be laughing at this, but it's just insane to hear yeah. in 2021, to be honest, that she's a cult leader, that her church is actually a cult. And someone, she, Lisa finds someone that was maybe in the church formally or just has entire secrets or whatever and confirms that she is and she calls herself God. And those people literally do follow her. And I got to tell you, I don't know. Like if this is true, expose her and expose that shit. Like, honestly, like put her on blast. Like, like you're a freaking sicko. Like, honestly. So that's going to be a very interesting storyline, which is why I feel like, Okay, the fact that Mary like married her like stepfather, yeah. like like Bravo was like this this lady like has some crazy storylines. We have to put her in the show. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> we have to include her, even if she's crazy. only in like two scenes. We yeah. need those two scenes. I know. I mean, I just yeah, that's like crazy though, and like yep. honestly, that's like some like effed up shit. So if it yeah. is true, like. Also, like, Bravo is kind of, like, tiptoeing on a thin line there. Like, if you are aware of, like, a cult happening, like, you need to figure that out. Like, yeah. you can't just be broadcasting that to oh <laughs> national television and not do anything about it. So Crazy shit. It's going to be – and the trailer looks amazing. Yeah. People, if you haven't watched it, go Very watch good. it right yeah. now because I am seriously pumped for this franchise. Um, very high on it. I was super sad that their rookie season was cut short, um, mm-hmm. I think due to COVID. And I'm looking forward to like a full full season from these ladies. I think it's going to be great. It looks great. I'm so ready for it. Me too. All right. Well, I think it's that time to get into our game. And this is honestly like this is our big fantasy football episode game wise. Uh, we did this, you know, our last couple seasons. Uh, heading into the regular season, we are playing a game called, just simply put, our fantasy football player rankings. Uh, we are going to look at each position. We've got quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end, defense, slash special teams, and kicker. And for each position, we are going to give you our top three players at those positions, plus one sleeper pick and one player to avoid. I spent a lot of time doing like my research and my due diligence mm-hmm. because some of these are tough, yeah. um, but I'm very interested. This is going to be my first year of playing fantasy football. So honestly, I have my own notes here, my own opinions, 
but I'm going to be taking notes on, on your notes. I, maybe you'll help me out. Who knows? So let's kick it off. Let's start with the most important position on the football field. That is the quarterback position. Caitlin, give me your three, your top three, your sleeper, and your player to avoid at quarterback. Alrighty, so in no particular order, my top, so they are not in, in any order, uh, my top three quarterbacks for the 2021 season are Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, and Josh Allen. I think okay. all three of these players are positioned to take your fantasy team to the next level. Yeah. I think they have the weapons around them with the passing mm-hmm. and the running game, um, and they also do have the weapons with inside of themselves to take the team to the next level and get those points that you need. Yeah, absolutely. My sleeper pick, and Katie, you will probably appreciate this because I Uh-oh. do think, and maybe I've slept on him in the past, um, but he's not a bad fantasy <laughs> quarterback to have. I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill. If you okay. can, can grab him early, mm-hmm. I 100% would recommend grabbing him early. Do not yep. let him fall because I actually do not think he will fall this season. Yeah. So. Be on the lookout there. And my player to avoid in the quarterback position, you know, you guys might be high on him because he travels from team to team and is Mm -hmm. popular on social media and might have a breakout game or two, but do not go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He will not do Mm -hmm. things for your team and you just have to be really weary about kind of that like hype around the media with him just constantly being there and things like that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my top three there are, I actually did mine in order. I have two out of the three that, that you named. I do have one as Patrick Mahomes two. I have Josh Allen, uh, and three, I have Kyler Murray. Yeah. Obviously, that one's all, hard for me to. Yeah. The third spot is hard. I think you could throw a couple different names. Kyler Murray is hard for me because I still think I know, I'm like, not, I, and yeah. listen, that really has to do with the running factor of Kyler yeah. Murray. Like, you can't ignore the fact that nope. he is going to pick up a lot of points for you by running the ball, mm-hmm. getting rushing touchdowns, as well as passing touchdowns. And like, he has so many offensive weapons. It should be one of the better offenses in the league this year. So I had to give him a spot on my, on my top three list. Um, a sleeper. I'm going with Cleveland's Baker Mayfield. Um, Surprisingly, he's low on people's yeah. um, so list. Yeah, ES- so ESPN, yeah. I-, I referred to ESPN when I was doing these as far as their player rankings. Mm. Just to kind of go with like, oh, maybe it's a sleeper, maybe a void, like they have him higher, they have him low, and I don't agree. They have Baker Mayfield ranked as the 21st best um, fantasy quarterback. And I feel as though he is an excellent, what's up, fam? My first pod joined with y'all. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, welcome, hi, Brian. welcome. Welcome. Thanks We're for joining. We're talking about fantasy football, so take notes. Yes, take notes, it. take notes, take notes. Um, Baker Mayfield. So 21st ranked fantasy football quarterback by ESPN. I do feel as though he is an excellent backup quarterback to have. I do believe that people should take backup quarterbacks for fantasy. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, But even if you got him as your QB one, as your starter, I think he's a good player to take. Like maybe you were the last one to join the party and and you took a quarterback later than everybody else. I still feel like he is a good player to take. Mm -hmm. Um, If that's the position you're in, you can still count on him to be a decent QB one for you in fantasy football player. I am avoiding. This is the 10th ranked fantasy player for ESPN. I'm sorry, Caitlin, but I am avoiding Jalen Hurts. 
Um, so I think honestly, I think a lot of people actually have them as their sleeper pick. Um, yeah. I do question it. I wasn't going to pick that. Obviously, um, I do question it going into the season because yeah. I still, I still think Philly might be questioning it. I don't. They definitely yeah. are. So I mean, I, yeah. I get that. I don't disagree with you at he's, all. He's clearly ranked 10th overall because of his running abilities, okay? Absolutely. Like, that's definitely why he's yeah. there. Um, so I understand his that he is capable of running, but we simply have not seen enough of Jalen Hurts to no. even know, like, what kind of quarterback is he? We have and no idea. Which, like which actually, Which actually is probably the reason why some people have him as a sleeper. Like, you're going to roll the dice and, and say that right. Jalen Hurts is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I'm doing it as I'm avoiding him because I don't yeah. know. Like I, we have no idea what he's going to look like and how he's going to be. So for now, yeah. maybe you take him in fantasy football next year after you've seen him play for a full season. Well, now to, I'm avoiding him. Yeah. Well now but for fantasy. So if you do avoid him in the draft, I would still keep your eyes open because there's a lot of disgruntled fantasy football players that get rid of people after week one or week two, right. because they're idiots to be honest, but they are like, Oh, didn't play well, whatever. So, but yeah. keep an eye out. He might be someone, if he gets tossed by some random person, I would try to. Right. Him. Right. Once you've seen what he's right. got and if he's really mm -hmm. excelling, then like, yeah, I agree with that. hundred yeah. percent. All right. Let's take a look at the wide receiver position. Who do you have? Alrighty. So my top three, again, in, in no particular order for mm -hmm. me, um, I have Deandre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams. Okay. My sleeper is, and it's funny because he was our sleeper actually a couple seasons ago okay. um, coming into the league. Our, my sleeper is Jacoby Myers, actually. So okay. um, I think New England is actually kind of set up for success this season. Um, they made a lot of offseason changes. They spent a lot of money, which we don't always see in New England. and. Yeah. I think with I think they're gonna go Mac Jones, and I think Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers really will go hand in hand together. Okay. And I think while we, they do have Nelson Aguilar, I do think that Jacoby Myers, while they will be hand in hand, I do think like he is a standout player. And I think that you know, I think when we said this like early on in his career, like if he's available, like you guys got to look and make sure you you know I would I would grab him up. So I would say I, I don't disagree with this pick, but I would say take him at the very, very, very end, because it also wouldn't surprise me if there were fantasy football drafts where he went undrafted. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so well, you might. Yeah. yeah. So I would take him maybe with like your last pick or if nobody picks him up and he's just saying like, keep it, keep an eye on him during the season. Again, like one of those things, like see how it goes. But very interesting. I like it. I like it. Who are you well, avoiding? Well, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, well, wait, hold on one second. I just have to, I want to make sure. Um, but I was, because um, we, we spoke about this um, when, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, um, when we were talking about fantasy a couple of weeks ago, um, that new strategy of kind of like waiting on yeah. your wide receivers maybe. So yeah. if that is the case, like load up real quick on your running backs and your tight ends. Right we're going to have like, we're going to have a decent amount of people, but you're going to have people still that play that regular fantasy game that do load up real quickly on, you know, right. some people do wait on tight ends, um, which is shocking, but um, yeah. yeah, there's not so, a lot of good ones. So be so, careful with that strategy, people. 
My player to avoid, and I, I'm laughing because I said it earlier on the show, my player to avoid is Antonio Brown. And it's, <laughs> okay. it's, the, it's the stop trying to make fetch happen. Um, yeah. It's again, it's a popular player. Uh, the amount of people when Des Bryant came back, when Antonio Brown came back, the amount of people that picked them Jumping right on away. That, yeah. It's silly. Um, and you just, you, there's so many, there's a pool of people. Like I'm giving you guys Jacoby Myers as my sleeper pick. Like you do not have to pick Antonio Brown. Like he, did you see he, that he just punched that dude in the face at practice? I did. And I want to let everyone know I made a really funny meme for our account and it'll go oh, live God. after the show. It's really I like funny. It. Okay. So, but I have to also say too, that photographer is deserves photographer of the year. He got the punch. They all frame all by four, frame. Frame by frame, frame by frame. So I don't know who it is, he, she, they, whatever. You get a photographer of the year. Like That's you hilarious. deserve a raise. You got the sequence. You got the punch. Beautiful. I love it. So love and there's it. a love meme it. coming after the show, I promise. Okay. Um, it's really funny. But yeah, I dig so it. I just, yeah. So stop trying to make Antonio Brown happen. It's not going to happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, wide receiver in order. I have Green Bay's Devontae Adams at one, two. I have Kansas City's Tyreek Hill, and three, I have Buffalo's Steph Diggs. Yeah, um, it was hard not to put him in there. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, I'm leaving out DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I, and it's hard. Yeah. And you add, like, uh, there's there's phenomenal wide receivers. There really are. Absolutely. Um, sleeper. This is my asterisk sleeper pick of this whole bunch. I'm actually going to like go with the entire wide receiving core of the New York Jets. Okay. I'm going to go with Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, and rookie Elijah Moore. Right. Um, I understand that the Jets are the Jets a lot, like rightfully so. People don't believe in that offense. Now you're going to have a rookie quarterback. Who knows how he's going to be? Uh, but I'm talking sleeper. So I'm talking about getting these guys late. Jamison Crowder, I always have had felt this about him when he was with Washington as well. He was a very underrated player. I was people kind of, of the three of them, I would go after him. Yeah, people most, definitely overlook him. Corey Davis is going to be yeah. a nice like late pickup for somebody. And then honestly, like my deep deep sleeper is the rookie in Elijah Moore. Like I I don't know, like I feel like people are sleeping on some of these Jets wide receivers and I think they would be really good yeah. mid to late round picks. Um, as far as my player to avoid, he gets a lot of catches. That helps in a PPR league. Um, he he racks up a lot of yards, but this man does not score enough touchdowns. I'm going with Carolina Panthers, Robbie Anderson. As yeah, much as I fair. like him and as much as I want to take him, and he's rated really high, like his, he had three touchdowns all of last season. The most he ever had in his career was he had seven touchdowns one season. Other than that, He's like in that two to four touchdown range, which simply is not enough. So yeah, I, I'm, this is the player I'm avoiding. Um, let's look at running backs. All righty. We got? Great, great crew here uh, for me again, in no particular order. I do have Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin cook. Okay. My sleeper pick here comes out of Los Angeles with Daryl Henderson with Cam Akers being with Cam Akers being out, listen, so the Rams put numbers on the board. They put yards, they yeah. put touchdowns on the board, uh, regardless who they're going to. Obviously, a new quarterback, you have the injury of Cam Akers, so it's a lot of question marks. But mm -hmm. if this kid can actually fill in and actually be that person, 
that's where the numbers are, are going to. They're, yeah. they're clearly going in other areas as well. But if he can truly fill in and be that, that RB1, then to me, that is people might not be thinking about that right now because he's not a household. So, he's not a household name right now. So it's and like people are still so like, shit, Cam Akers, what are we going to do without right, Cam Akers? Right. Well, here's your guy. So right. think about that. And my player to avoid is J.D. McKissick coming out of Washington because to me, it's Antonio Gibson's world and we're all living in it. And you are not, it's nothing is going to go there. So while his numbers may be okay and maybe things are going to happen there, I just don't really see Washington. It's, it's really, it's Antonio Gibson. I almost wanted to call Antonio Gibson a sleeper, but realistically he's He's ranked as like, he's ranked as like number 10, but I still feel like I've seen him higher on the list. I'm telling you, I I almost want to call him a sleeper because I think like in a year from now, we could potentially be looking at him as like, Maybe a top five fantasy. Katie, running back. I think I saw him as like six or seven on someone. Yes. List, so, so like this not, is yeah. This is a guy that like at ten when I, that, yeah. that's how ESPN ranked him. I was like, do we call him a sleeper? Because I think he's better than ten. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um, running backs in order. I have Carolina's Christian McCaffrey, Minnesota's Dalvin Cook, and New Orleans Alvin Kamara. Again, this is leaving Derrick Henry off my list. Would be a phenomenal person to have. I just put Alvin Kamara in the mix. Here's my only. Here's my only reason for putting like somebody like Alvin Kamara over Derrick Henry is because Derrick Henry, as he racks up a shit ton of yards, but they're all rushing yards. He he's not really active in the passing game the way Alvin Kamara is. That is the only reason I'm giving Kamara the edge. But if you have Derrick Henry, if he's on the board, like you're like, yes, this is clutch. This is I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Um, My sleeper. I don't know why I'm getting a lot of love to the New York Jets, but here I am. And I'm going with a rookie. I loved when they drafted rookie Michael Carter mm-hmm. out of UNC in the fourth He's round. He's very high on some people's list. I thought so. the Jets had a phenomenal draft. Like they had one of the yeah. best drafts. I truly believe that. Um, you've I got hope a rookie cute on it too. Yeah. You've got a rookie quarterback. So like maybe you want to try and get him as comfortable as possible. And mm-hmm. you're going to rely on the run game a lot. Um, and, and I just really like this pick and what I, what I keep reading about Michael Carter is that he's a really great pass catching running back. Yeah. So like Alvin Kamara, um, you know, if you can get a running back who can do both, that's what you're looking for in fantasy football. And Michael Carter could be the next up and coming guy that does that for you. Um, player I am avoiding. I, I don't care if he's best available on the board. I'm, I'm so sorry to say it. I, I will always advise to avoid Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah, I mean, well, no one's going to listen to you, to be honest. So I know, I, I know, I know, that. exactly. Like, no, no I know. Like, and I know he's ranked a top five player overall in fantasy, top five running back. Coming off um, an injury, I'm it, probably It almost doesn't even, him. it doesn't even like necessarily for me. Yes, it does have to do with the injury. But like, even last year, I was saying like, I would not take Saquon Barkley. Uh I'm never, I'm a totally like, I'll believe it when I see it type person. Mm -hmm. I need to see Saquon successfully run behind our offensive line. It has to do with the offensive line mainly, not Saquon Barkley. Uh, But he, he unfortunately is the player I'm avoiding. 
Well, you heard it here first, people. From a I keep it. I keep herself. it real, people. I keep it real. <laughs> no one could argue that. Avoid Saquon Barkley. I see him like number two or three on people's list. Katie's I saying, know. "Don't pick him." So I know you're making. You're saying it like I'm fucking stupid, but no, like, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I know, better. I know where he's ranked, and I know everybody's gonna take him. But listen, well, that's I'm- why fantasy is so interesting because you actually. So he's literally the player that yeah. the Giants are known for in fantasy. Yep. So we do actually know the behind the scenes of things. So right. it's not like we as have somebody who, as someone who's a giants fan and watches the game from start to finish every you single gotta, week, yeah. I'm trying to give good advice. People, whether you want it or not is up <laughs> to you. All right, let's go over our tight end. Like we said, there's not a ton of like phenomenal tight ends mm-hmm. in the league. So top three, maybe obvious for some people, but who do you got? So, uh, again, in no particular order, I'm going with Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Throwing mm-hmm. a rookie into the mix. I'm going with Kyle Pitts at that number. Mm. But he's not number three spot. But throwing him into the top three, I do have yeah. really high expectations for him oh, yeah. this season, for Absolutely. sure. And I got to tell you guys, if he's on the board when you're drafting, you got to take him. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care if we haven't seen it. Take him. Just take him. Figure it yep. out a couple games in. If it's not working, take him. I think I – think think he's probably going to be like the highest rated rookie. I, I yeah. would believe. I mean, he's definitely mm-hmm. going to probably be my pick for offensive uh, rookie of the year. Like yeah. I know we haven't seen him, but yeah. people, the expectations are very high on him. Absolutely. So my sleeper uh, comes out of Minnesota. I'm going with mm-hmm. Irv Smith jr. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, with I like Minnesota, him. They were very comfortable with giving Kyle Rudolph away. Obviously, the Giants now have Kyle Rudolph. Um, right. I don't really know how that dynamic's going to work with Evan Ingram. And I think we have, like, what, one or two other times? I don't know what's going on there. So, whatever. That's another story. Um, they were very comfortable with giving him away, though. Um, yeah. They obviously have guys like Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. They've got a lot of great offensive weapons there. Yeah. But they are a team similar to the Rams. The weapons are there. The weapons are going to get get it. They're going to get what they, you know, they're going to get the opportunities, things like that. So he's there and he's their guy at tight end, potentially, you know, I, I would look at him. So yeah, um, no, I I like him. him. I like him. I've seen him pretty high up on a lot of sleeper picks and things like that. So again, I think the telltale sign though, is that they were so easy to give away their tight end one. So, um, and if, if a team is very comfortable with that in a league where tight ends are very rare to be good, yeah. so to say. Um, I think that's a, a good sign for him. Definitely. And then I always say this when he came back into the league, Gronk is not worth it. Um, yep. And then this year, actually, I'm actually giving you a two for a here. This year, I'd be very weary of Zach Ertz. So yeah. previously in the past, a number could could have been a number three pick people for some right. people. Um, we actually still don't know up until day one, if he will be on another team or not. So he's clearly right. on the Eagles. Now he's practicing right now, but we don't know what's going to happen, you know, up until week one. So I would just be very, very weary. And they have Dallas Godair, who was honestly ranked pretty yeah. high on tight end uh, fantasy rankings. I think he's going to be a good fantasy player this year. Yeah. So who knows where and if Zach Ertz is going to fit into the mix for Philadelphia this year, mm-hmm. if it's even with Philadelphia. So right. 100% agree with you on that one. Um, my top three tight ends, Kansas City's Travis Kelsey, Sam Fran's George Kittle, and Vegas's Darren Waller. Love yeah, Darren he's Waller. So good. Oh, my God. Um, I had him last year, and I was like, Ooh. he's phenomenal. He's I so am. good. 
Sleeper, I'm kind again. of rolling the dice on this one. This is like another guy who I like haven't seen much. So I'm kind of like, you know, maybe it pans out. I'm going with New Orleans, Adam Troutman. Okay. Um, he was drafted in the third round in 2020. And ESPN currently has him ranked as the 20th best fantasy tight end. But Jared Cook and Josh Hill are both gone now. And yeah. so this is somebody who is going to have a much bigger role on this New Orleans team. He, he is going to be tight end one. And, you know, Michael Thomas is probably, you know, he's going to be out. He's going to miss time. Yeah. Like, who's catching the ball for them? I'm going, I'm going with Troutman. And I'm going to roll the dice on him. Yeah. Um, player I am avoiding, although I really, it's so funny because like fantasy is so different from the reality of things. Yeah. I really liked the fact that New England picked up Hunter Henry in free agency, but I'm avoiding Hunter Henry I honestly keep in fantasy. That. Yeah, I keep forgetting that because I really yeah. liked him outside of New England and now right. I, don't, I don't like him. I'm avoiding him in fantasy. Of course, he's injury prone. So that's always a little scary. Yeah. But like, let's not forget, like, and this isn't to say that offenses can't run with two tight ends on the field at the same time. New England is actually like known for doing that. But right. New England also has Johnu Smith and Johnu Smith is ranked higher than Hunter Henry mm -hmm. fantasy football wise. And so if they do decide on certain plays to only have one tight end on the field, like it could be Johnu Smith, which of course takes away receptions, take away, takes away yards, takes away touchdowns from mm -hmm. Hunter Henry. So I am going to avoid him. All right. Uh, let's go into the kickers. Always no, we're fun. in defense. Oh, defense? Yeah. I, okay. Defense. Well, they're both going to be oh, – did I do it wrong? I don't know what order I wrote it to you. I just had kicker next on my thing. But it doesn't matter. We could do okay. defense. Okay. I don't know why I had it in that order, but both of them are short and sweet and to the point for me yes. because whatever defense, my top three are the Steelers, the Buccaneers and the Rams. My sleeper actually is the New York giants. They okay. really built it up last season. They keep on building defensive wise. Yeah. So listen, if you're stuck near the end and you're trying to find a defense, if they're there, I'd take them and don't pick the lions because they just suck. So yeah, very yeah. short and sweet to the point. <laughs> okay uh, defense I have Tampa Bay Pittsburgh and Baltimore my sleeper is the Arizona Cardinals ESPN mm -hmm. has them ranked 19 yeah. I think they have a lot of playmakers they added JJ Watt like this mm -hmm. is a team that I was like why are they ranked 19 like they yeah. got some guys you know what I mean so the defense I am avoiding is who ESPN has ranked as 12. A lot of us play in 12 team fantasy football leagues. So like if this is easily a team that could be taken, but I'm avoiding them, I'm going to avoid the Denver Broncos. Okay. Um, I definitely factor in takeaways as you should, like who's getting interceptions, how many fumble recoveries does the team have? They had the fourth lowest takeaway total last season, only 16 takeaways the entire year how they are ranking 12 for fantasy football with that stat is, is very interesting yeah. to me. This is, this is the defense I'm going to avoid. All right. Now we can go into the kickers. Now we're going to kickers. So my top three yes. are Justin Tucker, Harrison Bucker, and Will Lutz. My okay. sleeper is Graham Gano. Mm -hmm. And listen, I don't have someone to avoid for you because guess what? It's the kicker freaking position. So 
I don't know. Unless you're going after, I think, what's his name? Grok Katowski. He's a free agent. Don't pick him, clearly. Like, he's a free agent. Like, I want to say, and people will have to fact check me, and you'll have to fact check yourself. Why do I feel like I just read that Will Lutz got hurt and he's going to be missing time? So if that's true. Then I. Have then to fact, definitely fact check that before you draft him in one of your leagues. I'm not going to. Don't worry. <laughs> well, for kickers, I have one. Uh, Justin Tucker. Love Justin Whoa, Tucker. Oh, shit. It was a Is week ago. How did I miss that? Yeah. And I think he's going to miss like substantial time. Okay, well, don't take him. People, guys. avoid, avoid Will Lutz. He is now in the avoid don't, category. Don't take Will Lutz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, How did I miss this? I, yeah, I, I missed it too. And then I thought I had like, when I was doing this and reading about kickers, I I think that's where I caught it, that he was he was missing time. I swear to God, I did the kickers like without even looking, to be honest, because... <laughs> That's the position when you know. Well, well clearly, well, you don't know. Look, so you don't know. Justin Tucker, you left off Mr. Youngway Koo. I Come did. on. I do like You well, can't I leave know. him out. Did you leave I him did. out because you were nervous about pronouncing his name? No, but I did have flashbacks of mispronouncing his name for sure. But I did I did not leave him off. I think it's he's honestly amazing. Like, he's amazing. He's, he is really good, but he is also too like a, to me, he's like an up and coming player. Like Will Lutz has been around. Like it's just like I just know uh, him. So Young Way Koo is is a G. Yeah. He is he is awesome. So he I'm going to replace my okay. Will Lutz there. I'm going three. I'm going Harrison Bucker, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Sleeper. I'm going with Green Bay's Mason Crosby. That's ESPN has him yeah. ranked 21st. The reason that I think they have him ranked 21st is because Green Bay was one of the most successful red zone offenses last year, meaning that Aaron Rodgers is scoring touchdowns and Mason really Crosby is yeah. not getting as many attempts as other kickers are. But right. at the same time, Mason Crosby was perfect on his attempts last year, on mm -hmm. his field goal attempts. He didn't miss any. So he might not get as many opportunities, but he might be making just as many as other people because yeah. he's making them all. So I'm going with Mason Crosby. My player to avoid, Houston's, this is the one name that I can't pronounce. Let's just mark it all down now. Don't uh, ask me. Kaimi Fairbarn or Fairbane from Houston. Avoiding him because he is on Houston. So there, there you have it. Um, ESPN has his has him ranked 19. So it's like people could still consider him. And and yeah. for me, it's like nah, I'm I'm good on that one. No, thank you. No thanks. So those are our rankings. I cannot wait to play fantasy football this year. I'm super yes. excited. And honestly, like drop us some DMs. Drop drop us some tweets. Drop us some lines. I want to know who everybody else's like sleepers are, yeah. players to avoid. I was I was reading a lot of articles today trying to like get ideas, and I would love to hear you know what everybody else thinks as well. So yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's that be time fun. too. So if like you like watch like ESPN in the morning and everything, like they're, they're they've been going over it a lot. They're at that time where like they'll do like the scrolls on the bottom of like who yep. you should pick. They'll bring it up on Sports Center. They'll bring it up on Get Up. They'll yep. even like Good Morning Football and NFL Network. It's clearly a big topic of discussion right now. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. and it's surprisingly enough, it's like everyone's got wild, differently opinions. So um, yeah, it definitely is good to see to see all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
All righty. Well, it is that time of the episode to get it off your chest. Positive, negative football, housewives, wine, life, anything. I don't know. Katie already bitched about the internet in the (laughs) beginning. So I don't know how much emotion you have left in you, but. Well, I want to get it off my chest that I'm very thankful for my husband because apparently he gave me a thumbs up in the background, like 20 minutes into the show that he fixed it. He fixed the (laughs) internet issue. (laughs) It's fixed. So, so that's part two of get it, the continuation of my get it off my chest. But no, Caitlin, Caitlin touched on this in the beginning of the show a little bit, but I did want to just talk about FanFest. Caitlin, I don't know if this was your get it off my chest or not, but we went to FanFest last week and it was just really awesome like seeing some of the other uh, podcasts creators that you know we talk to we chat with we interact with on social media we've had some of them on our show before we've we've had a decent amount of them actually on our show before and we got to uh hang out with them at MetLife Stadium my hope is that we'll get to hang out more uh during the regular season hopefully catch a few to be few of these people again at the regular season games because it's a great crew great great group of people all you know delivering the awesome Giants, you know, obviously we cover the entire NFL. A lot of these guys um, are like strictly Giants, but it's it's awesome to be with podca- uh, podcast creators, content creators who are specifically Giants fans and who are all awesome people. Had a blast hanging out with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I guess my only like complaint is FanFest was awesome. I couldn't believe how packed out MetLife was. I was oh, very God. impressed yeah. by that. I did not expect that many people. It was packed out. I think people were just dying to get back to MetLife. Yeah, um, and I guess my only thing was like, it was really and truly like just a straight up practice. So yeah, there wasn't like a legitimate scrimmage, which I guess I, I was really hoping to see. And I feel like if they do and they should do FanFest next year, I think the Jets do a green and green versus white, like legitimate scrimmage at training camp. And when they allow well, the Giants people to come do that too. Yeah. But we weren't, I just wish yeah. like that is what we were going to see. Right. I think yeah. um, the, the energy in the stadium was so high. Like the fans were so mm-hmm. pumped and amped to be there. Like I can only imagine like if we actually got to watch a scrimmage, like I feel like yeah. people would be so into it. Uh, that that's my only little little complaint about it. Hopefully, we get to do yeah. it in the future again, and and maybe maybe they add that in there. But it was a great event. Like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it truly was. And like you know, I think Katie and I are so humbled by the fact that like we know so many other people in the space. You know, so many other content creators mm-hmm. in the space, and a lot of big names out there. And for us, for Katie and I to walk in a parking lot for those people to know us by name and to, it's like that really, it, yeah. it really means so much to us. Um, you know, we've been at it for over three years now. Like clearly mm-hmm. we're making a difference. Like we're making an impact and we're really getting our name out there. You know, we don't, well, this is all for fun. You know, like we do a lot of time and efforts put behind this. So it was, tr- it's truly great. And we love to yeah. see that. Um, going off what you said though, of it just being a practice, my get it off my chest is that literally we are in, it's, it's the preseason right now. Like people yep. need to get their panties out of a bunch. They need yes, to stop yes. being so crazy. It is literally preseason. Um, right. I don't know why people get so stressed and so critical over anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even get this stressed. Like some people do in the regular season. Sometimes I just, I just want to give a friendly, friendly. <laughs> so that's I understand. Agree. We agree with you too. Yeah. Thank you so much. I just, people need to relax, pump the brakes. Um, so where my uh, story, and I probably shouldn't have done this, but whatever. So <laughs> I commented on, so first of all, 
a Giants fan, quote unquote fan, did mm-hmm. sell out and send a video to Sports Illustrated of a video of Daniel Jones throwing it straight to um a defender on the other team. Right. If you break down the video, again, it's just practice. Everything is laid back. The blocker misses his block. So that is yeah. why that person was wide open. The pass gets made because Daniel Jones is not whatever. It doesn't matter, honestly. If you want to break well, it down, I saw, I saw the argument. I saw the argument. Somebody's like, how do we know that the receiver didn't run the wrong route? Like, you know what well, I mean? Like that is blatant that I think that did happen and yeah. the blocker to the defender clearly missed completely. So if you want to call out Daniel Jones for tossing it for no reason, sure. But guess what? They're just, yeah. So <laughs> one play, one play in a pointless practice, like it does not matter. Out. Okay. And I understand too. Like, yes, he was sacked on that play. Yeah. In a real life scenario, he was fucking sacked on that play. We do understand, but this is practice that I'm talking about right now. Yeah. And it was a sellout. Like this individual sold out and gave the video. to You Sports sold your soul. You sold, sold your soul, soul to the devil. His Twitter account says he's a diehard Giants fan. You are not if you sold out this video to Sports Illustrated. So I went ahead and I was like, you know what? And Sports Illustrated is very sketchy on Instagram. They're normal on like <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Like they're normal, like a normal Sports Illustrated account. If you yeah. guys take a look at them on Instagram, they're very sketchy. Like I don't know how else to describe it, but they're very <laughs> sketchy. So they post this video and they're like, haha, giants in like mid season form. And I'm like, okay. So like I went on there and like defended what I was going to defend. I probably yeah. shouldn't have done that. Whew. I got to tell you guys, I got, I'm still getting to this day, like <laughs> my ass kicked. So, but the good thing is the comment section is lower than the like section. I got more likes than I did harassing comments. So nice. that means I'm in the right and you I win. Everyone. You I hate win. Everyone. And someone defended me and the comment is now gone. So that means Sports Illustrated deleted the comment of <laughs> Sketchballs. Sketchballs. Very sketchy. So, but what I'm just saying, so overarching, just it was literally a practice. Like I we all played sports. How many practices did you play like shit? How many games did you play like yeah. shit? All the time. Like relax, yeah. like let's pump the brakes, let's pull it back. We still have got what less than a, almost a month to, well it's not it's a little less than a month till we like have time like yeah like listen just chill you, people like it's summer let's have like good chill summertime vibes seriously. let's disen- let's disengage let's be meredith let's you know i'm cool dis- calm and collected disengage from sports illustrated I'm disengaging from sports illustrated yeah i'm disengaging from the negative and it's not even just the new york giants like guys log on to twitter and everywhere else like Football preseason is very negative in general. Totally disengaging. Totally disengaging. But we will still continue to come to you guys week after week in the preseason. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll still give you all the drama. I guess guess we'll engage to an extent. We'll engage to an extent, but we won't won't get in the drama anymore. (laughs) I want Meredith Meredith to like teach a class like disengaging 101. Like that's what I, that's what I need. That's what I need. I need to learn from the best of the best. (laughs) How, how to properly disengage. We need to learn. Uh, All right. Well, awesome show love talking about fantasy football loved breaking down uh salt lake city trailer like cannot wait for that so many good things on the horizon so many good things this week like honestly like football is really we're itching closer and closer but as far as housewives go real houses of potomac on sunday at eight roni is on tuesday at nine and beverly hills on wednesday at eight. Oh, so- beverly hills last night was yeah intense. oh boy oh yeah. boy 
Uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season two. We do have the premiere date. It is going to be on Sunday, September 12th. That at 9 p.m. That That's is, my mom's birthday. That is the first day of the of the football season. Like the first. So I will know, not yeah. be watching it. Yeah, be. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's okay. We'll have to watch on demand. Um, football, HBO Hard Knocks. That is on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. Again, I watched the first episode. I thought have it was not. A, thought it was a little bit boring, but we'll see. I'm definitely... Up. Definitely going to continue to watch it. The NFL top 100 players, they're rocking and rolling. Um, yeah. They're going to be giving players 11 through 40 on Sunday at 4 p.m. on NFL Network. And then NFL preseason week two, um, it's Thursday. There was a game tonight, and games are going through tonight until Monday. So definitely check that out. I know it's preseason. Like, I know it could be silly, but it's just – I still like to watch a little bit It of just it, yeah. feels good to watch football on television. So, oh, and you know what? Yeah. It's been a lot of fun to, like, see the clips of the rookie quarterbacks getting their oh. first, like, game action because that yeah. is really Matt fun to Jones break down. Jones looked phenomenal in his first game. There's some guy – Justin no Fields bias. looked great. Um, So, like, it's been really yeah. interesting to see those guys. So, you know, tune in or catch the highlights on ESPN – whatever disengage or engage it's up to you it's totally up to you but yes thank you guys so much for joining us we will catch you next time on the real football fans of new jersey bye great show thank you guys too thank you Bye. Bye. bye bye see ya